Okay, so Enoch is one of, is our hidden hero of the evening. Um, seems like I was going to say I'm a little bit scattered. I didn't have a lot of time to put this together, so that means you guys are going to have to talk a lot tonight. That's not an excuse. That's an opportunity. Um, and honestly, there's not a lot of, about, about Enoch in the Bible. We don't know a lot about the guy, um, which is why he's one of the hidden ones. Um, so we, we don't know a lot about him. We, there's a couple verses we'll get to in a little bit. Um, one thing I didn't think about is he, he has the oldest son in history. He is Methuselah's dad. So he's, I don't know what that means about him, but... Um, He's actually also, I found this interesting, possibly because of what happened to him as, at the end of his life on earth. He's one of the youngest of his generation, because he lived 365 years, which in the context of his peers at the time, at least listed in that section in Genesis 5, they all died at over 700 years of age. And so he was a young'un. Um, outside of the Bible, he's just mentioned a couple of times, uh, other than genealogies. I, I should say outside of genealogies, he's just mentioned a couple of times. Um, and also, interestingly, the, the, there are three books of Enoch that are uh, attributed to him that are not in our Bible. Um, they're ap- apocryphal books. Um, the f- first, second, and third book of Enoch. And even though they're not in our Bible, interestingly, do you guys know, quick trivia, quick quiz... Which scripture quotes one of the books of Enoch? Which book of the Bible? Yeah, Jude. So Jude 1, 14 through 15 actually quotes 1 Enoch 1, 9. So make of that what you will. Um, apparently Jude felt it was worthy of quoting. Um, so if you want to see what Enoch said, you can look in Jude 1, 14 through 15. And actually, in that passage, he even says, Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these people. So, yeah, that was fascinating. But moving on from the trivia and interesting stuff about Enoch, what, what do you guys think of when someone mentions Enoch in Scripture? What comes to mind? He didn't die. He didn't die. Right. And he walked with God, is what I think of. Right, he walked with God. Right. In this life, yeah, he walked with God, and it's like he kept walking with God. Um, yeah, and often we, 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 I remember like teaching kids' classes, and in kids' classes myself as a, as a kid, hearing about Enoch, and I remember seeing like the flannel graphs of him like flying into the, into the cloud or whatever, um, and the, the emphasis was that it's like, whoa, he's one of the three people who never died. It's him and it's Elijah. And Jesus, there were the three people who walked on this earth and never died um, physically, as far as Scripture goes. Um, but we often miss the point that Chuck, Chuck mentioned is, we know that he didn't die, but why did he not die? Because it says that he walked with God. And he's, he's actually the first person in Scripture who's deemed to have walked with God. Um, there are a lot of that, that phrase is used a lot in, throughout Scripture, Old Testament and in the New Testament, about walking with God and things like that. Um, but he's the first one who's actually mentioned specifically as that. Um, 
So let's look at the couple passages we have about Enoch. So the first one is the kind of the, the root of the story. Genesis 5, 21 to 24. It says, When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. And then in Hebrews 11.5, he's listed as one of the great men of faith. It says, By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away, quoting Genesis 5. Before he was taken, it was said of him that he had pleased God. Which is... Uh, something that's actually not mentioned in Genesis 5 about the... I mean, it kind of, it's kind of implied in Genesis 5 about how he walked with God, but it calls out specifically in Hebrews eleven five that before he was taken, he, he, was, he was somebody who pleased God, which is, I think, I think important to note. So in, in this sense, maybe this sounds like a simple question, and it's, it's maybe a, a question that we skip over a lot, and I, I think that uh, I, I was I had a meeting with the elders last night about adult ed in general, and something Chappie said stuck out to me. He said, "You know, a lot of times we we, especially on Wednesday nights, we come and we it's kind of like the the core group, right? It's like people who always come. You've been Christians for a thousand years, and you know the stuff. And so sometimes we want to. The tendency can be to teach the esoteric things or like try to come up with some fancy new way to look at something, but sometimes." It's helpful to kind of look at things like in basic, the basic form, and just understand things the way, just in, a, in a, the plain the way that we should understand them. So, the, what I'm getting at is the question I'm going to ask is, what does it mean to walk with God? I mean, that's what Enoch is referred to as somebody who, the first person who's mentioned in Scripture as walking with God in that way. What, what does that mean? I mean, like I said, the image is used a lot of, of roads. Walking like narrow road, wide path, um, as you walk with your children, walking by faith. Um, and one of my favorites is um, Micah 6, 8. He has shown you, O mortal, O mortal, O bleh. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and love mercy and walk humbly with your God. So what, what's this mean? Is walking with God just following all the rules or what? This is where you guys talk a lot. Having fellowship. Okay. I think it implies trust and fellowship. Trust, fellowship, and friendship with God. Okay, Carla. Yeah, when you're walking with someone, you're spending time with them. Right. Yeah, Chuck. Yeah, I guess two thoughts that came to mind for me. One is that, uh, you know, times that uh, Lois and I take walks together. Um, we have a favorite place that we enjoy going to. And, you know, it's just uh, 
some time when we're, for the most part, separated from electronics and, and such as that, and we just have time to talk together, to, to share our insights, our dreams, our thoughts. And um, then the other variation of that is uh, taking a, a walk with my grandson and just taking the time to notice the things that he notices um, and that his perspective is different from mine because, you know, I, you know, I, I take bugs for granted. <laughs> he, he's thrilled with them. And in the same way, I think that God has uh, priorities and, and viewpoints that, that, that we don't, that we kind of overlook, that we gloss over. And so it's a time for, for him to also point out those things that are, uh, are important to him, that he notices, that he cares about. And so for that reason, it's, it's, a, it's a neat, neat. Yeah, I like, I like the analogy of just taking a walk with somebody. I mean, I think the, this, this imagery is used in Scripture for a reason. It's not just a mode of transportation. But think about why do, why do we... Why do we take walks with people? I mean, we could just sit here and talk about stuff. Why do we take a walk and talk about things instead of just sitting around? But, but I can get to know you just sitting here. Yeah? Movement helps. You know, fires different parts of your brain, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Carla? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of peace from t- taking walks, and uh, as long as it's an, a peaceful place to take a walk, I guess. Yeah, Chuck. The comment that uh, Stephanie made reminds me of uh, a time when I asked Russ Whitten about his prayer life, and I asked him, you know, what is what is some of your best prayer time? And he said, you know, well, what 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 I like to do, Chuck, is I like to for Charlene and I, we get together and we walk through the neighborhood, and we just pray as we're walking along. Everybody thinks that we're just talking together, and I guess we are, but uh, yeah. anyway, that he would take walks with Charlene through the neighborhood and pray for the neighbors and pray for the church and things like that. And that has always uh, really stuck with me. Yeah, there's something about going on a walk with somebody that like, that you, that you love, or remember you know, like dating, going on walks is a nice opportunity to get to know somebody because you, you like have nowhere to go you can't exactly run away well you, you could i guess but it's harder um but you, you share things and you open yourselves up a little bit more than normal um I, one of the kind of the traditions that we kind of miss from there's no reason we can't do it now that we're back in the states but when we lived in germany something that germans do often is after a meal they'll have, they'll have somebody over to their house and they'll have a big meal and then they'll walk it off. <laughs> they go on a spaziergang. It's like just a, a relaxing walk. And like the whole, like everybody in the house goes up and they, they walk around the, 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 like the neighborhood or go on like a river walk or whatever. And it's a, it's a nice time to kind of, I mean, you're still with the same people. You're still talking about the same stuff maybe. But there's some, I don't know, there's, I don't want to belabor the point too much, but there's something about it that's special, yeah. Facing the same way, but you're still talking. But it's almost like you can be a little bit more personal, even though you're not looking at each other. 
Because you don't have to look them in the eye when you say hard things. <laughs> I don't know. You get to experience things. Um, I mean, you could really carry this analogy in great ways. I mean, yeah. You know, maybe there's somebody stumbles and you could very help them. You know, they, um, you know, the cab that they're on is that you're on is rocky, so you have to help each other. Right. Yeah, I was thinking about the, the concept of walking and like taking a walk with somebody. Uh, one of the nice things about where my office is near Old Town is like it, it, the, you walk out the back door and you're basically on the Pooter Trail. And so a lot of times folks in the office will, instead of having like a sit-down one-on-one meeting with your manager, just go take a walk on the trail. And it's kind of, it's kind of nice because uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit different situation. Like maybe there's an aspect of not looking at each other um, but I was thinking, in general, when you're walking with somebody, um, where are you going? Wherever you're going, you're going there together. Yeah, where it kind of doesn't matter where you're going. Wherever you wherever you're going, there you are. And but but you're together. Yeah, and I think that that that's really the key. Um, is doing it together. And so when we're walking with God, what's our destination? I think this is where the metaphor bends a little bit. Yeah, it does. When it's me and you walking, it's, hey, where do you want to go? But I think this really means, when it says walked with God, I think it means walking where he's walking. Exactly. I like that you said that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the Hebrew behind it, but it's a certain kind of living you can tell. It's it's this active living, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not the sitting, it's not the worshiping, it's just that wherever you were, wherever you're doing, wherever you're going, you were with God in all the layers that that is obedience. Yeah, and there's a lot of, several of the newer, like more quote unquote modern translations actually translate this word as live often. Like another voice does off, calls it live. Yeah. 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 So if if you're walking, well, in in general, if you're walking, what are you not doing? You're not sitting. You're not taking a nap. I mean, obviously, there's a long list of things you're not doing, right? <laughs> you are walking, but stick to the metaphor, people. You know, if you if you're not if you're not walking with God, you you are sitting, or you are walking elsewhere. You're not with Him. I think there's the, what David said is is right on the money as far as maybe when we're walking with each other, it may not matter so much where we're going. Um, it's kind of more the experience, and I think I think there is some level of of that with walking with God, as far as the the level of comfort and not having to, like, if I'm with Him, I'm not having to worry about where I'm going so much because I know He knows the way. If I can stick next to Him, it kind of made me think of um, when I in college I spent a semester in Vienna, and we did a we did a lot of traveling. And one of the group travels we took was 
to Venice. And Venice is like, it's either canals or you walk places. And our tour guide's like, best thing to do in Venice, get lost on purpose. Just like, walk, turn random places, just find, get yourself stuck in some random corner of Venice, and then make your way back to the train station, because there's always little signs on the, on the walls of the buildings that say, like, train is this way, whatever Italian is for train. And so I just looked for that. So a couple of my friends did, we, we walked for like an hour to nowhere in Venice. We, it, was, it was the most enjoyable time of like the, almost the entire trip of just, it didn't matter where we were going. We're following the signs. We knew that we were going the right way. But just spending time together was great, learning new, new things and having new experiences. Um, but one of the great things about walking with God and, and making sure we're walking with him is that he's always there, and as long as we are there. And so that's, that's kind of where I wanted to get to start going with this class a little bit is all the metaphors aside and kind of that under our belt, how, how do we, um, first of all, how do I know that I'm walking with God or that God is walking with me? I mean, I could be just walking. So how, how do we how do we know that? It's a little easier when they're with a person. I can they're right, they're right there. Hard question. Yeah, Chuck. I think at least some of that relates very directly with uh, the Holy Spirit. Um, being a part of our lives. And I think that a walk with God in our, you know, in the New Testament, I guess, and, and probably in the Old, anyway, a walk with God now really, really revolves around the Holy Spirit being a part of our lives. And, and that, again, it's, it's walking with the Holy Spirit. And what that means, what that is living in the will of God and what that means is having the same priorities, the same goals, the same purpose, the same goal, you know, the same goal. When, mm. And David alluded to this as well, where <coughs> we are going where God is going. So, you know, in this situation, Enoch walked with God. God didn't walk with Enoch. Mm. Right. There's a big difference there, as you kind of alluded to as well in, in your question. Yeah. That... Uh, we walk with God. And I'm envious sometimes of, you know, I, I think of, uh, of Jesus when he was here. And it's not so much that I want to, to, to have him there, but rather to be with the apostles that they're walking from, you know, those hundreds of miles that they, mm. that they traveled. And just talk together, hearing what was discussed. Yeah, I think it would have been a very different situation if they were all, like, in a train. <laughs> a lot less time together, you know? But walk, walking with with Christ would have been would have been great. Yeah, Cheryl. Right. There's a bit of a roadmap. Yes. And so we 
we know what's in this road map, we can kind of determine that we're walking with God or not walking with God. Yeah, exactly. And how, how can you... How can you tell if somebody else is walking with God? Kind of, it's kind of the same question, but as I, I was, I was thinking about this, and I kind of alluded to it in my prayer. The importance of finding other people out there who can be models for us. And if 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 I want to if I want to walk with God, I want to find someone else who's walking with God, so I can kind of follow alongside and walk walk with them. You know, how how can we find those people? Yeah. My boss, Phil, Phil Cruz is my boss. Yeah. He's so humble. He's so unbelievably humble. He's like, wow. And he's just such a servant that I'm like, there's no doubt in my mind. He for sure is walking with God. And so me being around him helps because then I can see certain characteristics that I'm like, I should be more like Phil. So I don't know if that. Yeah, well, it goes back to what you're saying about your, yourself if you're exhibiting fruits of the Spirit, you know. As somebody who is clearly doing that, it's a, it's a good tip-off, right? Any other thoughts on that? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Right. Um, or if you were just going to church or something, you know, versus you know, seeing how that your walk with God led to unexpected blessing. And I don't mean blessing in the term of everything was going right blessing. I mean when God helped you when everything was going right <laughs> blessing. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, something you said, the general idea of walking with God for a long time. A lot of times when we think of growth or achieving a thing or 
becoming a better person or more closer to God. We we tend to think of it as in in degrees. It's like I'm I'm getting becoming more like Christ and like day by day. But I, I was thinking about when we when we walk with God. Is it I I'm getting closer to walking with God or I am I am walking with God and I am not walking with God. And I was thinking that. I think it is more along the lines of you are walking with God or you're not, and that you can be a young Christian or a young person and start walking with God just as much as a person who's been with like a Christian for many, many years is also walking with God, but they have a lot more time with him. You know, they, they know him better. They are more transformed. And it's not, it's not something that we have to be a super mature Christian before you can start walking with God. Is that, is that making sense? Sure. So it's, it's something that I think that we, I don't know, when I, when I look back at my life, you know, I've, I've, we've all heard, maybe a lot of us have heard lessons and stories and, or classes or whatever on walking with God in general. And sometimes it seems like, well, that sounds like a really hard thing to do. Is it a hard thing to do? I'm asking Honestly, is is walking with God a hard thing? Can be. Yeah, Jason. At times, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and what you said about following Christ versus just maybe the terminology of walking with God, maybe the same thing, but like in practice, but thinking it in a different way, like where, where did God, where did Christ walk to, like on, on the earth? He ended up walking to the cross, and we're told to take up our own cross and follow him, which is not an easy thing to do. Um, it's not something that you can just... I'm kind of mixing metaphors all over the place right now, but <laughs> it, it's 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 hard to just like one day wake up and go, oh, I'm going to take up my cross and follow Christ. But at the same time, you can walk with God. And so, how how do we how do we do that more? Because I, I think that there are probably times in all of our lives where we feel we're we're walking we're maybe walking along somewhere, and that we I think. If we're honest with ourselves, we often will know, am I walking with God or not? You know if you, if, if he, you don't have, yeah, maybe have him standing here physically, but you know if I look over to my right, I know he's not there because of the way I'm living my life. And there are times when I'm, I know he's right with me. How can we increase those times when we know he's with us, when we're 
where we are following, well, I think he's always with us, but when we are on, on his path, how can we increase the times when we are walking with him actively? Yeah. Yeah. Spending more time. More time in scripture, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nathan. Yeah, I like that because you can tell when when someone has been walking with God for a long time, they're not surprised that he's there. <laughs> and they're more likely to see him in situations and more likely to bring God up in situations and and attribute things to him instead of luck or whatever it may be. Yeah. How else can we walk more with God? What do you what do you do? This may be obvious, and you're not saying it because it's obvious. But what do you do when you're walking with somebody? You talk to them, right? He walks with me, and he talks with me. That's like in the song, right? Um, yeah, when you when you're walking with someone, you talk with them. Um, one thing you do. Well, what do you not do when you are walking with somebody? You don't like maybe play the kazoo. Right, or stick your stick your headphones in, turn up the music. You know, you you listen, and so I think it. There's this. We we hear a lot of the pray a lot and and study scripture a lot. We hear that a lot in in these classes and in sermons and in church in general. And I think sometimes that kind of like, well, yeah, I've heard that one, but give me something else. That's what I was talking about earlier, the chappie was bringing up about getting back to some of the basics of, I mean, I know in my life, I, I tend to, I, I do a lot of study of different things, lots of research on different biblical, spiritual topics, but what I tend to do, and I have to, I've got to really pull myself out of this, is I tend to get so deep into the weeds of the technical aspects of things or the like the historic aspects of things or whatever that I'm I'm missing the spiritual side of things. So I may be quote unquote reading my Bible a lot or studying scripture a lot, but I'm so stuck in the weeds of things that I'm missing it. Or I think 
I'm at church all the time. Why do I need to pray? I mean, I may not say that to myself a lot, but I pray at meals, right? I mean, I'm not an animal. And so that's enough. <laughs> but it gets, it gets to the point where we... These things become so... Um, maybe we take them for granted so much that we don't realize the v- true value in them. And I, I think that that's something that I've uh, struggled with a lot as well because having gotten a degree in Bible, I've had a lot of university classes on Bible stuff, and so I think that's kind of where I where I, I think... Well, hello. <laughs> I tend to stick on that side of things, but pulling ourselves out and, and remembering that we have a relationship. Because I think when it comes back to this analogy of walking with somebody, whether it's taking a walk with my wife around the neighborhood or whatever, the, the focus of that walk is our relationship. And I think that, that that's kind of what I want us to come away with from this class a little bit, is when, we're, when we think about walking with God, I want us to think about improving our relationship with him and improving our, our time with him and in, in, increasing our time with him. Not just walking and he's there, like with my headphones and the volume turned up, and I'm not listening, but I'm actually talking with him and listening to him and through scripture and prayer and things like that. Um, I, I thought immediately w- when I started putting this class together of, something that Jeff said in his lesson on Sunday, that your life is a prayer that you never say amen to. And I love that idea because that's kind of what I see this as, is that when I'm, walking with, when I'm, when I'm in walking with God mode, I, it's like my life is a prayer. And I'd like to, for all of us to get more into that mode as much as possible, whether that, however, however that works for you. Because um, I think God wants us to, he wants us to walk with him. He, he wants us to be with him. And I think he'll always be there with us. We just need to remember to walk with him instead of plowing our own road through the, the brush, which is just going to lead to destruction, you know. You any, anybody have any other thoughts or comments about this topic in general? That's all I really had. Kind of simple, basic class, but... Oh, and Enoch. He walked with God. Not a whole lot about Enoch tonight, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, I really appreciated the, the topic, the questions that you had, the discussion that we had this evening, because, boy, the, the concept of walking with God, like you close out with, is really focused on that relationship and growing that relationship. Yeah, thanks. And... Um, Boy, that's, that's crucial. Yeah, it, it's kind of, it's one of those overarching topics that's like walking with God equals doing everything you should, kind of. But, so it's kind of hard to ask the question, how should you do everything you should do? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Any other thoughts? All right. Well, we'll uh, I'll end in a prayer and we'll have um, some singing in about five minutes. Abel's going to lead us in a few songs. Lord, I pray that you will uh, be with us as we leave here, and I pray that we will 
not look for you to be walking with us through this life, but I pray that you will help us to find you and to walk with you. Help us to understand what that means for our lives and our, for our eternities. Help us to be humble and to open ourselves up to your, your leading. Help, help us to follow your spirit and be led by you in all that we do. And to try as much as we can to not just focus on our own direction and our own wants and our own needs. Thank you for so much for giving us this group of, this family of believers who can help us walk together with you. In your son's name we pray, amen.